this tenth chapter describes how Lord Ramachandra appeared in the dynasty of Maharaj Kadvanga. It also describes the Lord's activities, telling how he killed Ravana and returned to Ayodhya, the capital of his kingdom. The son of Maharaj Kadvanga was Dirgabahu, and his son was Raghu. The son of Raghu was Aja. The son of Aja was Dasharath, and the son of Dasharath was Lord Ramachandra, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When the Lord descended into this world in his full quadruple expansion as Lord Ramachandra, Lakshmana, Bharat, and Shatrugna, great sages like Valmiki, who were actually in knowledge of the absolute truth, described his transcendental pastimes. Srila Shukadeva Goswami describes these pastimes in brief. Lord Ramachandra went with Vishwamrita and killed Rakshasas like Maricha after breaking the stout and strong bow known as Haradhanu. The Lord married Mother Sita and cut down the prestige of Parusharam. To obey the order of his father, he entered the forest accompanied by Lakshmana and Sita. There he cut off the nose of Shurpanaka and killed the associates of Ravana, headed by Kar and Dushana. Ravana's kidnapping of Sita Devi was the beginning of this demon's misfortune. When Maricha assumed the form of a golden deer, Lord Ramachandra went to bring the deer to please Sita Devi. But in the meantime, Ravana took advantage of the Lord's absence to kidnap her. When Sita Devi was kidnapped, Lord Ramachandra, accompanied by Lakshmana, searched for her throughout the forest. In the course of this search, they met Jatayu. Then the Lord killed the demon Kadamba, Kabanda, and the commander Vali, and established a friendly relationship with Sugriva. After organizing the military strength of the monkeys and going with them, to the shore of the sea, the Lord awaited the arrival of Samudra, the ocean personified. But when Samudra did not come, the Lord, the master of Samudra, became angry. Then Samudra came to the Lord with great haste and surrendered to him, wanting to help him in every way. The Lord then attempted to bridge the ocean, and with the help of advice from Vibhishana, he attacked Ravana's capital, Lanka. Previously, Hanuman, the eternal servant of the Lord, had set fire to Lanka, and now with the help of Lakshmana, the forces of Lord Ramachandra killed all the Rakshasa soldiers. Then Lord Ramachandra personally killed Ravana, Mandodari, and other wives lamented for Ravana. And in, <clears throat> and in accordance with Lord Ramachandra's order, Bibishana performed the funeral ceremonies for all the dead in the family. 
Lord Ramachandra then gave Vibhishana the right to rule Lanka and also granted him a long duration of life. The Lord delivered Sita Devi from the Ashok forest and carried her in a flower airplane to his capital, Ayodhya, where he was received by his brother Bharat. When Lord Ramachandra entered Ayodhya, Bharat brought his wooden shoes. Vibhishana and Sugriva held a whisk and fan. Hanuman carried an umbrella. Shatrugna carried the Lord's bow and two quivers. And Sita Devi carried a water pot containing water from holy places. Angara carried a sword and Jambavan, Riksharaj, carried a shield. After Lord Ramachandra, accompanied by Lord Lakshmana and Mother Sita Devi, met all his relatives. The great sage Rashishta enthroned him as king. The chapter ends with a short description of Lord Ramachandra's rule of Ayodhya. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Dina Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Dina Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadahmayam Dati Swapadikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Parakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Sadvatutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shivishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindo <clears throat> Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Manja Kalpatru Vrishcha Kripasana Vacha Patitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Namashreshtam Manamapishati Putram Atvrasha Rupam Shirupam Tasyagrajam Uruparim Maturim Goshtavatim Radha Kundam Giribaramaho Radhika Madhavasham Rapto yasya pratitikupaya shri gurum tanmatosmi. He guru gyanada dinabando. Swanandana takuranai kasindo. Vrindavana sinahita vatava. Prasidarada pranaya pracharo. Jai shi krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda. Sri advaita garadha. Shivasari gaura bhaktivinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Go Krim, Anande, Hare Hare, Go. 9.10, text number one, Shishuka Uvacha. So first of all, we find here that uh, Shukadeva Goswami and Maharaj Prichit are discussing the pastimes of Lord Ramachandra. 
and um, first of all, the dynasty and how how he came to appear in the world. Shri Shuka Uvacha Kat Vangad Dhirgabahusha Ragus Tasmat Pratushrava Ajastato Maharajas Tasmat Dasharato Bhavat. Shri Shukadev Goswami said, Katvangat from Maharaj Katvanga. Dhirgabahu, the son named Dhirgabahu, Sha and Ragu Tasmad, from him Ragu was born. Prithushrava, saintly and celebrated. Aja, the son named Aja. Tata, from him, Maharaja, the great king named Maharaj Dasharath. Tasmat, from Aja, Dasharath, by the name Dasharath, Abhavat, was born. Translation, Shukadev Goswami said, the son of Maharaj Katvanga was Dirgabahu, and his son was the celebrated Maharaj Raghu. From Raghu, from Maharaj Raghu came Aja, and from Aja was born the great personality, Maharaj Dasharath. Text two. Tasyapi Bhagavan Esha Sakshad Brahmamayohari Amsham Shena Chatur Dagat Putratvam Partita Surai Rama Lakshmana Bharata Shatrukna Iti Samyaya Tasya of him, Maharaj Dasharat. Api also, Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Esha, all of them, Sakshat directly, Brahmamaya, the Supreme Brahman, the Supreme Parabrahman, the Absolute Truth, Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Anksha Angshena, by an expansion of a plenary portion, Chaturda, the four expansions, Agat, accepted, Putra, Tvam, Sonhood, Partita, being prayed for, Surai, by the demigods, Rama, Lord Ramachandra, Lakshmana, Lord Lakshmana, Parata, Lord Bharata, Shatrugna, and Lord Shatrugna, Iti, thus, Sangaya, by different names. Being prayed for, by the demigods, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Absolute Truth Himself, directly appeared with His expansion and expansions of the expansion. Their holy names were Rama, Lakshmana, Bharat, and Shatrugna. These celebrated incarnations thus appeared in four forms as the sons of Maharaj Dasharath. Purport, Lord Ramachandra and his brothers, Lakshmana, Parath, and Shatrugna, are all Vishnu Tattva, not Jiva Tattva. The Supreme Personality of God, it expands into many, many forms. Advaitam, Achutam, Anadim, Anantarupam. Although they are one and the same, Vishnu Tattva has many forms and incarnations. 
as confirmed in the Brahma Sanghita, the Lord is situated in many forms, such as Ram, Lakshman, Bharat, and Shatrugna, and these forms may exist in any part of his creation. All these forms exist permanently, eternally, as individual personalities of Godhead, and they resemble many candles, all equally powerful. Lord Ramachandra, Lakshmana, Bharat, and Shatrugna, who, being Vishnu Tattva, are all equally powerful because the sons of Maharaj Dasharath in response to and became the sons of Maharaj Dasharath in response to prayers by the demigods. So in the Brahma Samhita, departure eva hita shantanama bhipetya, dipayate vrutahetu samana dharma, is tadrageva hita vishna chaya vibhati govinda mari kurusham tamaham bhajami. One candle lights many other candles. They're the same in their power, but there's still one original candle that's lit. And the Lord is one. And the science of Krishna consciousness is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, second chapter, as Advaya Gyan Tattva. He's the one absolute truth, but he comes in various forms, or there are various categories of the absolute truth, according to the way that he's expressing himself. So there's a verse in the 11th, cha- 11th canto, uh, excuse me, uh, verse 11 from the second chapter. Vadanti tat tatvavidas tatvam yaj gyanamadvayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavan iti shabdite. That um, learned, tra- learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non dual substance Brahman, Paramatma, or Bhagavan. And Prabhupada goes on to explain the absolute truth is both subject and object, and there is no qualitative difference there. Therefore, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan are qualitatively one and the same. The same substance is realized as impersonal Brahman by the students of the Upanishads, as localized Paramatma by the Hiranyagarbhas or the yogis, and as Bhagavan by the devotees. In other words, Bhagavan, or the Supreme Personality of God, it is the last word of the Absolute Truth. Paramatma is the partial representation of the Personality of Godhead. And impersonal Brahman is the glowing effulgence of the Personality of Godhead, as the sun rays are to the sun god. Less intelligent students of either of the above schools sometimes argue in favor of their own respective realization but those who are perfect seers of the absolute truth know well that the above three features of the one absolute truth are different perspective views seen from different angles of vision. This is mentioned also in the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Itam Sitam Brahma Sakana Bhutya Dasyam Gatanam Paradaivatena Mayashritanam Naradarakena Sakam Punja. This is a statement by Shukadev Goswami and the story of Agasura when he mentions that according to the vision of the person who's worshiping the Lord or not, uh, he uh, sees the Lord in, in different features. So those who are uh, 
inclined towards the impersonal Brahman, for, for them, the Lord reveals only that feature. And for those who are worshiping the Lord in the mood of reverence, he's uh, seen as the um, Lord of Vaikuntha. But to those who uh, are in a mood of spontaneous loving service to the Lord, he points out they're playing with him here today as coward boys. And so <clears throat> the Lord's absolute, but he manifests himself differently according to the angles of vision. The Prabhupada continues, as it is explained in the first shloka of the first chapter of the Bhagavatam, the Supreme Truth is self-sufficient, cognizant, and free from the illusion of relativity. In the relative world, the knower is different from the known, but in the absolute truth, both the knower and the known are one and the same thing. In the relative world, the knower is the living spirit or superior energy, whereas the known is inert matter or inferior energy. Therefore, there is a duality of inferior and superior energies, whereas in the absolute truth, out absolute realm, both the knower and the known are the same superior energy. There are three kinds of energies of the Supreme Energetic. So when we talk about tattva, we're talking about tat means that. And so we're talking about thatness. And uh, Krishna is the only that because he's the source of all other energies. Everything comes from him. So the, the Mayavadis make this distinction that actually when... Uh, the Lord comes to the world. It's a manifestation of Brahman that's coming into the world and taking a form. But ultimately, the absolute truth is impersonal. This is their idea that they propagate. So there's, to them, ultimately, there's no personality of God. It's just the, the temporary manifestation of the modes of material nature. And therefore, they say the body of the Lord is Maya uh, because it's made of, of the modes of nature. Or that um, even if it's a spiritual, it's a small part of the Supreme Spirit and it will merge back in. But this isn't supported in any of the Vedic literatures or Srimad Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that I'm the, the source of Brahman. I'm the basis from which Brahman manifests. And here it's uh, clearly being pointed out that the Supreme Absolute Truth is the personality of Godhead. He manifests himself in various tattvas, various truths. Prabhupada continues, there is no difference between the energy and the energetic, but there is a difference of quality of energies. The absolute realm and the living entities are of the same superior energy, but the material world is inferior energy. The living being in contact with the inferior energy is illusion, thinking he belongs to the inferior energy. Therefore, there is the sense of relativity in the material world. In the absolute, there is no sense of difference between the knower and the known, and therefore, everything there is absolute. So, um, text number three from the ninth canto. So establishing here, first of all, text number two, that Lord Ramachandra is not a manifestation of the material energy. He's not a jiva either, but he is Vishnu Tattva. He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
and he comes with his other expansions, uh, his brothers born of Dasharath, and they're all Vishnu Tattva. Text three, Tasyanu Charitam Rajan Rishibis Tatvadarshibi Shrutam Hi Varnitam Bhuri Twaya Sita Patir Muhu Tasya of him, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Ramachandra and his brothers, Anucharitam, transcendental activities, Rajan, O King, Maharaj Prichet, Rishibi, by great sages or saintly persons, Tatvadarshibi, by persons who know the absolute truth, Shutam, have all been heard, he indeed, Varnitam, as they have been so nicely described, Budi, many. Toya by you, Sita Pate, O Lord Ramachandra, the husband of Mother Sita, who more than often. Translation O King Parikshit, the transcendental activities of Lord Ramachandra have been described by great saintly persons who have seen the truth, because you have heard again and again about Lord Ramachandra, the husband of Mother Sita. I shall describe these activities only in brief. Please listen. Uh, Prabhupada's purport. Modern Rakshasas posing as educationally advanced merely because they have doctorates have tried to prove that Lord Ramachandra is not the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but an ordinary person. But those who are learned and spiritually advanced will never accept this such notions. They will accept the descriptions of Lord Ramachandra and his activities only as presented by Tattvadarshis, those who know the absolute truth. In Bhagavad Gita 4.34, the Supreme Personality of God advises, Tadvidhi pranipati na pariprashne na sevaya upadakshanti te jnanam jnaninas darshanaha just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master, inquire from him submissively, and render service unto him. The self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. Unless one is tattvadarshi, in complete knowledge of the absolute truth, one cannot describe the activities of the personality of Godhead. Therefore, although there are many so-called Ramayans, or histories of Lord Ramachandra's activities, some of them are not actually authoritative. Sometimes Lord Ramachandra's activities are described in terms of one's own imaginations, speculations, or material sentiments. But the characteristics of Lord Ramachandra should not be handled as something imaginary. While describing the history of Lord Ramachandra, Shukadeva Goswami told Maharaj Prikshit, you have already heard about the activities of Lord Ramachandra. Apparently, therefore, 5,000 years ago, there were many Ramayans, or histories of Lord Ramachandra's activities, and there are many still. But we must select only those books written by Tattvadarshis, Yaninas Tattvadarshina, not the books of so-called scholars who claim knowledge only on the basis of a doctorate. This is a warning by Shukadeva Goswami, Rishibhis Tattvadarshibhi. Although the Ramayan, composed by Valmiki, is a huge literature, the same activities are summarized here 
by Shukadev Goswami in a few verses. So the first point is very important for understanding spiritual life. One has to approach somebody who has faithfully served the Lord through the Parampara system and therefore has uh, come to perfect knowledge. Krishna describes in the Bhagavad Gita that there are 20 elements that are necessary for one to understand the difference between the material and the spiritual world. And they start with humility and pridelessness, and they continue with elements like approaching a bona fide spiritual master, following the previous acharyas, etc. That's in Bhagavad Gita 13th chapter, text number, text number 8 through 12. As is mentioned in the, in the authorized Shastra, the um, means for understanding Krishna are not through academics. In fact, Yasadevi Parabhaktir, Yatadevi Tatagaro, Tasyaite Katita Hyarta, Prakashanti Mahatmanaha. The Shastras say that um, one can't understand the, the Supreme Personality of Godhead just by a speculation. It's a uh, the absolute truth is revealed to one who has implicit faith in both the Lord and in the, the uh, guru, the representative of, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Krishna himself says that you must uh, not only approach a person who is a tattvadarshi, literally somebody who's seen the truth through this process I've just described, having implicit faith and serving, but then one must serve that person Sevaya, uh, and one must pari uh, prashnina. Pari means in all ways. One must make some uh, questioning, deep questioning about the the nature of the supreme personality of Godhead. And through that service and surrender, pranipat and pari prashnina, the questioning, one comes to know and see the truth for oneself, and one gets it from the. Uh, the great souls, the Tattvadarshis, those who have seen it. So Prabhupada gives this admonition. That don't just think because somebody has a doctorate that they know what God is. In fact, uh, sometimes I read a letter recently, there was a dispute um, a couple of devotees were having. Prabhupada had engaged them in working on his books for um, doing some editing work. And one of the devotees had a degree from the university and the other one didn't. And so uh, the one that had a degree was complaining, why is this other devotee working on, on these books? Because he doesn't have a degree. And Prabhupada said, that's not the qualification. He's a good devotee. And therefore he's, he's able to understand and, and do, the, do the work properly. And Prabhupada uh, maintained this throughout his teachings. He never said one has to have an advanced degree. Of course, there's nothing wrong with having an advanced degree if uh, one has the capacity to do so and therefore can preach in those realms. It's a very important kind of preaching work. But it's not the, the qualification to be academically astute or accomplished. The qualification is given here that one must be submissive after all, Valmiki himself started off in a very degraded condition of life. Uh, as the history goes, he was a hunter. But uh, after 
realizing his wretched condition and meeting uh, his spiritual master, Narada Muni, who instructed him how to come out of his lowly condition of life, which was by chanting the names of the Lord. Valmiki declared, I'm too lowly to even chant the holy names of the Lord. So, Val, so Narada Muni uh, gave him this other project, which was to chant the names of death, Mara. And of course, we all know the story that if you chant Mara, everyone try it now, just say Mara five times. Mara, 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 Mara. <laughs> of course, you start saying the syllables uh, in succession and you've got Rama, Rama, Rama. And um, Valmiki became so purified by this process of submitting to his spiritual master and chanting these names of Rama that he was able to envision the pastimes of the Lord just as much as, as if he was in the same room when they were happening. He was writing them down. They were so clear. So he became a tattva darshina. And when one is submissive and serves a great devotee, then uh, practices Krishna consciousness, then Krishna reveals himself. He says, as they surrender to me, I reward them accordingly. So this is the means uh, to come to see the Supreme Personality of God, and not through academics. And also Prabhupada warns uh, that uh, there are many uh, writings, uh, there are many editions of the Ramayana, as there are in many different literatures. If you go to Loi Bazaar in Vrindavan, there are, there are booksellers there that have all kinds of Puranas and other uh, literatures, but who knows who translated them or what the editing process was. And so one has to be very careful to take in the most authorized literatures. And uh, also, it's mentioned by, the, uh, by uh, Lord Chaitanya in his teachings to Sanatana Goswami. It's a basic principle that one shouldn't become a bookworm. Don't try to find many different commentaries just so that you can present yourself, though. I know all these things. <laughs> this is what he taught. He said, uh, and does Rupa Goswami presents this in Bhakti Rasamrita to Sindhu also. You should become, you should go deeply into, into one book or two books or, or a small number of books and become expert at them. Don't just jump around and try to uh, find a little bit here and a little bit there so that you can present yourself as a great scholar. It won't help. Be devoted to the Shastra. Go deeply within it and uh, try to serve it by hearing. Oftentimes, uh, there's a penchant to, of course, get the information out of Prabhupada's books. But uh, if we go into reading Prabhupada's books with that mood, which is not, there's not anything wrong with that. We, we want to be educated in these books and in all the Shastras. But if we go into to reading them more in a mood of service, that uh, Prabhupada's asked me to read these. Krishna wants me to study the Shastra. It's one of the main processes of devotional service. Let me do it in a, in a mood that I'm serving Krishna as I'm reading. It becomes a much more enriching process. It's service for service. And whatever goes in will go in. You just listen and uh, hear it submissively. And uh, then the Lord reveals himself. And to such a person who's given a lifetime of such hearing and service 
then there's something to speak. There's some realization that he or she can present to the world. And even if it's simple, it's powerful. It comes out that there's some realization behind this. Otherwise, as it is mentioned in, in the Shastra also, that's if somebody is um, not in the mood of service and is presenting the Srimad Bhagavatam or any exalted literature from the Vaishnava canon, that that person's vibration is like the milk touched by the lip of the lips of the serpent, that you won't get the same effect. So we're, we're after the mood of pure devotional service, and we also follow strictly the prescription given by the previous acharyas about which books to read, which books not to read, and to be careful not to become, not to go willy-nilly uh, throughout all the um, books that are available in Lowy Bazaar. Okay, text number four. To keep the promise of his father intact, Lord Ramachandra immediately gave up the position of king and accompanied by his wife, Mother Sita, wandered from one forest to another on his lotus feet, which were so delicate that they were unable to bear even the touch of Sita's palms. The Lord was also accompanied by Hanuman or by another monkey, Sugriva, king of the monkeys. And by his own younger brother, Lord Lakshmana, both of whom gave him relief from the fatigue of wandering in the forest, having cut off the nose and ears of Shurpanaka. Thus disfiguring her, the Lord was separated from Mother Sita. He therefore became angry, moving his eyebrows and thus frightening the ocean, who then allowed the Lord to construct a bridge to cross the ocean. Subsequently, the Lord entered the kingdom of Ravana to kill him, like a fire devouring a forest. May that Supreme Lord, Ramchandra, give us all protection. Text number five. Vishwamitra dvayena mari chadya nishachara pashyato lakshmanasyaiva hata narita pungava vishwamrita advare in the sacrificial arena of the great sage Vishramrita, Yena, by whom, Lord Ramachandra, Maricha Adya, headed by Maricha, Nishachara, the uncivilized persons wandering at night in the darkness of ignorance, Pashyata Lakshmanasya, being seen by Lakshmana, Eva, indeed, Hata, were killed, Nairta, Narita Pungava, the great chiefs of the Rakshasas. Translation, in the arena of, of the sacrifice performed by Vishwamrita, Lord Ramachandra, the king of Ayodhya, killed many demons, Rakshasas and uncivilized men who wandered at night in the mode of darkness. May Lord Ramachandra, who killed these demons in the presence of Lakshmana, be kind enough to give us protection. Text six and seven. Yo loka virya samitao dhanur aisham ugram 
Shita Swayambara Grihe Trishatopanitam Adyabala Gajalila Eva Ivakshuyashtam Adhyabala Gajalila Ivakshuyashtim Sajikritam Ripavr Sajikritam Vriksha Bajanda Madye Chitanu Rupa Gunashila Vayonga Rupam Shita Bidam Shriam Uras Yabi Labd Damanam Marge Vrajam Brigu Pater Vanayat Praradham Darpam Mahim Akrita Yastrir Arajabijam Ya Lord Ramachandra who Loka Virya Samitao in the society or in the midst of many heroes in this world. Danu the bow Aisham of Lord Shiva Ugram very fierce Shita Swayambaragrihe in the hall where Mother Sita stood to select her husband. Trishata Upanitam, the bow carried by 300 men. <laughs> it gives you some information about the bow that Lord Ramachandra broke uh, in the Swayamvar. It was carried by 300 men. Adya, taking that bow. This is one of Krishna's names, Arukrama. He performs wonderful activities. Nobody else can imitate these. Uh, Adhaya, taking that bow, Bala Gaja Lila, acting like a baby elephant in a forest of sugarcane. That's called Bala Gaja Lila. Eva, like that, Ikshu Yashtim, a stick of sugarcane. Saji Kritam, fastened the string of the bow. Nrapa, O king, Vriksha, by bending. Bajanga, just befitting his position and beauty, excuse me, broke it. Madye in the middle, Jitva, gaining by victory. Anurupa, just befitting his position and beauty. Guna, qualities, Shila, behavior. Vaya, age, Anga, body, Rupam, beauty. Shita, Abhidham. The girl named Sita, Shriyam, the goddess of fortune, Udasi on the chest, Abhilabdamanam, had gotten her previously. Marge on the way, Rajan while walking, Brigupate of Brigupati, Vyanayat, Vyanayat, destroyed. Prarudham, rooted very deep. Darpam, pride. Mahim, the earth. Akrita, finished. Ya, one who, tree, three times, seven. Araja, without a royal dynasty. Bijam, seed. So you can see it how Shukadeva Goswami is uh, truncating the pastimes, putting so much in, into one verse. The translation is, O King, the pastimes of Lord Ramachandra were wonderful like those of a baby elephant. 
in the assembly where Mother Sita was to choose her husband in the midst of the heroes of this world. He broke the bow belonging to Lord Shiva. This bow was so heavy that it was carried by 300 men. But Lord Ramachandra bent and strung it and broke it in the middle. Just as a baby elephant breaks a stick of sugar cane. Thus, the Lord achieved the hand of Mother Sita, who is equally as endowed with transcendental qualities of form, beauty, behavior, age, and nature. Indeed, she was the goddess of fortune who constantly rests on the chest of the Lord. While returning from Sita's home after gaining her at the assembly of competitors, Lord Ramachandra met Parusharam. Although Parusharam was very proud, having rid the earth of the royal order 21 times, he was defeated by the Lord, who appeared to be a Kshatriya of the royal order. Text number eight. Yasatya Pasha Parevita Patiranidesham Strainasya Chapi Shirasa Jagrahe Sabharya Rajam Shriyam Pranayagina Surido Nivasam Chaktva Yayavanam Asun Iva Mukta Sangha Ya Lord Ramachandra who Satya Pasha Parivita Pitu of his father who was bound by the promise to his wife Nidesham the order Strainasya, of the father who is very much attached to his wife, Cha, also, Api, indeed, Shirasa, on his head, Jagrihe, accepted, Sabharya, with his wife, Rajam, the kingdom, Shriyam, opulence, Pranayina, relatives, Surida, friends, Nivasam, residents, Tyaktva, giving up, Yayao, went, Vanam, to the forest, Asun, life, Iva, like, Muktasanga, a liberated soul. Carrying out the order of his father, who is bound by a promise to his wife, Lord Ramachandra left behind his kingdom, opulence, friends, well-wishers, residents, and everything else, just as a liberated soul gives up his life and went to the forest with Sita. Such a nice translation. I'll read it one more time. Carrying out the order of his father, who was bound by a promise to his wife, Lord Ramachandra left behind his kingdom, opulence, friends, well-wishers, residents, and everything else, just as a liberated soul gives up his life and went to the forest with Sita. Purport. Maharaj Dasharath had three wives. One of them, Kaikei, served him very pleasingly and he therefore wanted to give her a benediction. Kaikei, however, said that she would ask for the benediction when it was necessary. At the time of the coronation of Prince Ramachandra, Kaikei requested her husband to enthrone her son, Bharat, and send Ramachandra to the forest. Maharaj Dasharath, being bound by his promise, ordered Ramachandra to go to the forest according to the dictation of his beloved. And the Lord, as an obedient son, accepted the order immediately. He left everything without hesitation, just as a liberated soul or a great yogi gives up his life without material attraction. 
action. So this is one of the opulences of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Prabhupada points out that me, most people have a, a real hard time giving up power, powerful positions. In fact, there's a, there's a phenomenon that was um, noted by a philosopher named Michel, and it's called Michel's Iron Laws of Oligarchy, in which he points out through um, many examples that uh, when people get in power, that they no longer do their duty, but they spend uh, all their energy and um, give their attention to staying in power. And we find that people, even uh, when they get old and decrepit, we've seen in countries around the world that the dictators who don't have term limits, they generally don't want to give up their position of power. They would like to hold on until they're either assassinated or they drop dead because uh, it's very intoxicating to get a little power and um, not so easy just to, to give up. But uh, Ramchandra, of course, um, was about to be coronated as the emperor, the king of everything and over everybody. And um, he gave it up immediately when he heard that his father had made a promise to his wife and that she was calling in that promise. And uh, one of the, the uh, stipulations was that uh, um, Bharat would take over the kingdom and Ramchandra would go to the forest uh, for 14 years. So norm, a normal person would uh, want to uh, dispute that in court <laughs> and say, hey, wait a minute. I don't know if this is actually this actually holds. In fact, we find that when Ramchandra found out, he said, okay, I'll do it immediately. Immediately means he didn't think about it. He didn't think that maybe I should take this to court. Maybe we can uh, reverse this. He didn't try to plead and say, uh, please, you know, I, I, I'm supposed to be king. The people are going to be disappointed. In fact, even Lakshmana, after hearing this, said, uh, no, stay here and fight. Even if you can go against your father if you have to, because it's the right thing, you should stay. Others told him that the same thing, but Ramchandra was uh, so detached, or rather he was so attached to being truthful and following the words of his father that he simply gave it up. So this is not a small thing. Anyone can think, oh, this is just a story, but actually it's the opulence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's noted in another verse in the 11th canto. Uh, the Acharyas have pointed this out. Uh, this is a verse by Karabhajanamuni in which uh, there are three interpretations about three different appearances of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So it's interpreted as meaning, uh, it tells about the pastimes of Krishna, Lord Chaitanya, and Lord Ramachandra. So in the case of Ramachandra, Tyaktva Sudusyada, Sudusyaja, Surepsita, Raja Lakshmin. So what this verse says is, the Lord, because of his supreme opulence of detachment, not attached to, to any, any power or the adoration of the people. 
he gave up what all the demigods are are praying for everyone's praying for please bring the the goddess of fortune uh, he gave up the goddess of fortune he also gave up his kingdom and walked away and went to the forest why did he do it because dharmishta arya vachasa means the vachasa means the words and arya of the of his father the words of his father were that you should give this up go to the forest so he just took that and he agreed with it this is one of the ways in which krishna mentions that one can attain perfection in life is that if one simply follows the authority or as in the bhagavad gita krishna says ye me matamidam nityam anutishtanti manava anutishtanti manava means that if you follow my authority you accept me as an authority and you just accept my words and you follow them without any hesitation then you'll attain perfection so don't be envious and don't think like why should i follow somebody else be anusuyava without envy and simply follow it, then you'll be uh, perfect. So Ramachandra um, showed this unusual opulence that he was able to take the words of his father, even though they weren't favorable towards him, and simply follow them. And this is dharma. As as one takes the authority, the instruction from from one's uh, authorized authority, even if it doesn't look favorable for one in the beginning, if you simply follow it, then uh, you'll come to the, the perfect stage, especially if you're following the, the spiritual authority coming from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So we could take this example of uh, Ramachandra and just know that by serving the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead coming down to us through the chain of succession, then we can attain perfection. Vachasa uh, Arya means that the words of the superior and the, the, the ultimate superior is Krishna's Supreme Personality of God. So if we attach ourselves to those words as they're coming down to us and we say, this is how I will conduct my life, then there's no question we will absolutely uh, attain perfection in life. Uh, Shraddha, are we supposed to go to 8.30? It was eight o'clock. Let me double check here on Gandhavika's message. Well, that's not very good. <laughs> Let me double check. I may be wrong. Gandhavika, if you are on the call, you can confirm. Yeah, it was seven. To, it was announced as seven to eight. Well, it's only a little after eight. I hope you don't all have to go, but if you do, please feel free. But. Um, <clears throat> Because I don't think it's a holiday out there. People don't know that it's Lord Ramachandra's appearance day. But it, let's see if you have any reflections or questions, and we'll just take a couple more minutes. Okay, I'm going to un allow participants and themselves so that they can share the reflection. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Uh, I just had a reflection that in one of the purports it said that like there's many other variations of like the Ramayana and other texts and I just like I just took time to like appreciate Prabhupada for 
like establishing an authoritative text to the discipline of succession that like we can use. Yes. Otherwise, uh, you can um, dabble. Dabbling is not uh, helpful. In fact, I'm going to look up the word really quick so we know what dabble means. D-A-B-B-L-E. Dabble. Means uh, immerse one's hands or feet partially in water. Also means uh, take part in an activity in a casual or superficial way. So better to have a clear idea of what the authorized um, literatures are and then immerse oneself in those. Thank you, Bar. That's a good point. It's a really good point. Okay, what else? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. What a wonderful uh, starting of the day with your Nectarian you know, narration of Ramayana. So, so when you are mentioning the point about how it's very difficult to give up the position in this world, I was uh, reflecting on the, the song by Bhaktisthan Thakur, where he says, this Dushtaman song, he says, he compares the pratishta or the the position in this world as a tree. Pratishta shataru jadamaya maru napele ramana yujiya raghav. So he says, this tree of pratishta or the worldly fame and position is like a tree, and unable to climb that tree, Ravana actually fought with Lord Ramachandra. So because Ravana had so much. Uh, consciousness of his position that if I kidnap somebody's wife, he had kidnapped so many wives from different places. So he's thinking that now I kidnap Sita, how can I give it up? It was such a difficult thing for him to give up. Yeah, it's a good point. And so many people told him, even we heard the other night that um, Kumbhakarna, after they finally woke him up, you know, it took all the elephants and bringing in all kinds of ghastly food, so-called food, and uh, banging in his ears, and he finally woke up. And then they're taking it, when he went to meet his, uh, his brother, Ravana, then uh, he told them, you know, why didn't you just <laughs> give Sita back? He was so attached. And th this, this was his undoing, really, because at every, at every step, uh, people advised him that if you just give her back, even now, Ram will forgive you. But he couldn't do it. And as you're pointing out, Prabhu, so much of it is that he was, um, he just didn't want to look weak. And, you know, he was attached to the, to his um, acquisition and, you know, couldn't give her back. So that was his undoing. Thank you. Hare Krishna. So the point that caught my attention was how the you explain how Lord is Urukrama and these details of um, the activities that he performed makes us ponder on those points rather than this material um, bravery or whatever we want to see in the movies, like how 100, 300 men carried the bow. And then if I sit and think about it, it's like so amazing that how it would have happened and he would have performed it like a child's play. So it's these little details are so fascinating. Yes, you bring up a good point. So this material world is really a reflection of the spiritual world. 
and we find that uh, the inclinations of people don't come out of nowhere. Where does the inclination to want to have superheroes come from? It comes from a natural art, um, relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the ultimate superhero. He's the source of all superheroes. People, for lack of hearing Ramayan and uh, Srimad Bhagavatam and so forth, uh, resort to inventing superheroes so that their minds can be um, amazed by hearing their pastimes. But after all, they're simply concoctions. Nonetheless, these are reflections of our um, penchant to hear about uh, Lord Ramachandra and about Lord Krishna and all their wonderful activities. So this is the, what actually satisfies the mind and heart, is hearing the, the real thing, as you're pointing out. Thank you. Nice. Yes, please go ahead. Thank you for the wonderful class. Uh, I was just appreciating the point that you were mentioning about being devoted to Shastras and not running around different books in where, without uh, going deeply into any one of them. And then I was thinking about how you're telling that many times we read Prabhupada books or to get with the, to get more information out of it. But then I was really caught my attention was when we read them with more with the mode of service to please Prabhupada and to please Krishna, then it becomes a more enriching experience. Thank you. Yes. For in fact, uh, first principle is Swadhyaya, that it's, it's actually one of the processes of, of bhakti, that one has to read the Shastra every day. This is very, very important. Nashta prayushu bhadrishu nityam bhagavata sevaya. You have to do this mood of service, sevaya, for the sake of service, you should hear the Shastra. Nityam means always, and it also means at least every day. And Prabhupada mentioned in one of the purports we were just reading that morning and evening, <laughs> because that's a long span. I mean, we don't go without eating very often. Like today, we're, we're fasting. But then you, you have to think about it, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to eat this morning. I'll eat later. And, uh, but if we get in a bad habit of not hearing, um, it's like starving ourselves. So even Patanjali in his Yoga Sutra, it's one of the principles of, of conditioning the mind, is you have to hear the Shastra, he says. That's one of the processes that, uh, he's giving in the the Yoga Sutra, you have to hear every day from the authorized scripture to condition your mind to be able to think properly. So now then, what mood do we read in? It should be in the mood of seva, that we're serving the Shastra by hearing and listening uh, with submission. And um, we, I often find if I'm memorizing verses for the, for the wrong reason, I just, I want to dominate the verse. I want to know this verse, you know, for so that I can just recite it, then oftentimes it just doesn't stick. But when I do it as part of my puja, and I'm reading the verse uh, to the Lord, then I just, I walk out the door and I go, hey, I already know the verse. It's up to Krishna how much we retain, ultimately. Shraddha. So, so Maharaj, today, um, well, Madhav Prem Prabhu is helping by monitoring the Facebook pages and Shamlangi is monitoring the chat. So we've got, I've got a bunch of, they sent me a bunch of reflections and questions. Is it okay? okay. So one is from Dayanidhi Prabhu. He says, he shared 
reflection. One must immerse themselves in Krishna consciousness. Don't just dabble. <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks, Dainini Prabhu. Great to hear you're on the on the Facebook there. It's um of course, you know, anything is valuable. But this idea of dabbling is kind of like wandering here and there, hearing a little bit from here, a little bit from there. Be dedicated and um, put your heart and soul into it and serve. Serve the instruction when you get it. Thank you for reminding us. That's a good point. What else? Sringar Rasa Mataji, she offers you her respects and she's saying, she's asking a question. And it is that following one's father is our dharma as it was done by the Lord. But in our own lives, our father or parents may ask us to follow, uh, follow them, but their requests may not be the same as our spiritual authority. So how do we go about it? So the Bhagavatam answers that in the seventh canto, in the section of Varnashrama, and says, this is Narada teaching Yudhishthira, and he says that you may have situations where, you know, relatives, they tell you this and they tell you that. So then uh, you're supposed to respond, yes, sir, very good, sir, thank you very much. But then follow your spiritual authority. Because uh, if, if you happen to be born into a family where they are going against the spiritual authority or they're not facilitating you, it's not your duty. It's not your dharma to follow that. In fact, even in that section, it, you know, it, it, it's, it mentioned, um, Varnashram, it mentions how important it is for a street dharma, for a woman to follow in the footsteps of her husband. But then it says, uh, uh, if the husband is bad, then the, the, the wife is not obligated. So you have to be, um, you have to prioritize. At the same time, you don't want to uh, upset the, the social order um, unless there's, you know, an out and out altercation and somebody asks you to declare, you know, who are you following? We had some of those circumstances when uh, a lot of uh, Westerners, we were um, growing up in the 1970s in the Krishna consciousness movement. There were many instances where parents tried to reclaim their children through deep pro, so-called deprogramming. And they would kid, have them kidnapped by professionals and taken to a safe house and locked up. And then they would try to, they had this you know, person there who was trying to get them to recant and say, no, I'm not a devotee and so forth. So um, in such circumstances, it doesn't mean that, oh, okay, my dharma, I have to follow my parents. Or any other such nuance. Um, in fact, the the uh, <clears throat> in the story of Dhruva Maharaj, Dhruva's father, the king, you know, didn't honor him when he was a little child. I don't think he knew at that time. Obviously, he didn't know he was going to become a great celebrated devotee. But later on, he he bowed down to his son and he apologized and he said, you know, I didn't know who you were. And then Prabhupada mentions there that you can see that the priority is that if somebody's spiritually advanced then um then one must follow the spiritually advanced person and a son may become more advanced than the father yet the etiquette will still be there yes sir very good sir thank you Maraj. 
Um, and then Shyam Bhakti Mataji, she says a reflection. She really liked when you said how by reading books, you can serve Krishna and purify the world by sharing our realizations. Oh, yeah. Then uh, we have one from Ankit Vora Prabhu. And um, he says that Lord Ramchandra showed the opulence of renunciation. And when he was asked to go to the forest, he was the prince of the kingdom and was enjoying the royal opulence. And when asked to go to the forest, he, didn't, he did that without any hesitation. So did Mother Sita and Lakshman, who were so much attached to serving Lord Ramchandra. The one who is attached to serving the lotus feet of the Lord can easily get renounced without any extra endeavor. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. And I was recalling that even after Ram went to the forest, and Bharat came to ask him to come back. And he brought the, the armies there. In fact, on that day, when, when uh, Lakshmana was looking out from the tops of the trees, he, he noticed there were some armies coming and then saw it was Bharat's insignia. He said, oh, he's coming to kill you. <laughs> Ramachandra said, not so fast. It's Bharat. Uh, he's my brother. Let's talk to him. So. Then Bharat said, you come back, please come back. And, and everybody said, and there were many sages there, they tried to convince Ram to come back. But he stuck to the principle. He wouldn't move from that. It's so unusual. And it's such a great relief to know that there is somebody in the world setting that example. Uh, in his uh, earthly Leela, he shows us, you know, stick to the Dharma. Thank you. And Namisharan Prabhu, who's on chat, he kind of added, um, you know, some points along the same lines. And he's quoting the example of Maharaj Parikshit and how quickly he accepted the laws of providence, that he has to leave the world in seven days. And he says that Prabhupada says that how a this is how a liberated soul behaves. Good point. Yeah, good point. And uh, it's... Um obviously a, a precarious world we're in and it's changing all the time anything can happen ultimately our only shelter is are the words of the supreme personality of godhead and his devotees and in in all types of turmoil and such circumstances in this world we can hold fast to those and continue with the with the process of worshiping krishna in all circumstances and come what may um in you know all kinds of uh, reversals will be here in this world, but we can uh, feel steady by holding fast to the uh, the order of the supreme. Hare Krishna Prabhu. I had Hare Krishna. A, I really loved. Uh, sorry, Mataji, did you have more? Uh, no, no. Go ahead, Skeshwari Mataji. So I was just wondering that. I mean, I really loved the point when you talked about the Tattva Darshi. We have so many books out there which are um, written by so many other people for, I mean, and such a, um, you know, distracting <laughs> uh, stuff. So I was just wondering that how fortunate, um, you know, that, you know, we have Shila Prabhupada's books with us. And I was just remembering that point. And uh, I also love the point when you said that you don't have to follow uh, your parents when they don't really help you go ahead in your spiritual life, which I also had always thought about. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's quite a tough one, especially from, um, from Indian culture. A prophet pointed out uh, once in a lecture that 
in the West, you know, we didn't have the strong family ties. He said there, you know, it, at first he was saying it, yeah, you don't have any of this culture. And then he said, oh, in some ways it's a good thing because <laughs> it made it easier for you to, to walk away and join the Krishna consciousness movement. And another way that that uh, culture of following authority and dharma is is not there, so it's easy for Westerners just to like give up anything and move on to the next thing. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. So thank you very much, everyone, for gathering together. We're going to take up the kata again uh, this evening. At what time? Six. We have the Japa, Japa International Circle that starts at six o'clock and goes till six fifteen. And then after that, we'll have the glories of Ramchandra. At 6.15? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll check on the, on the time. It could be like 30 with a little gap. But... Yeah, 6.15. So 6 o'clock, Japa. You have to go to the Japa International Facebook page and to watch the chanting going on and also participate in that. And then at 6.15, we have glories of Ramchandra. Isn't that a beautiful painting? Yes, <laughs> very beautiful. Hare Krishna. Okay, well, we'll talk more tonight about the Lord and his devotees, especially Hanuman. And uh, look forward to seeing you all there. Keep the transcendental vibration going and always stay absorbed in selfless service. Everyone, please unmute and say Hare Krishna. Krishna 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 Krishna